In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Salus populi ego sum dicit dominus. I am the salvation of the people, says the Lord. We might be tempted to despair. Once again, I am preaching before a camera in an empty church. It is not really empty, of course. Our Lord is here in the tabernacle. The angels are present as they are at every Mass. But the good people of Limerick are absent. Once again, there is a penal restriction against the free worship of Almighty God. But the words of today's introit give us hope. We must cry to God, and he will save us. We need to remember, however, what kind of salvation our Lord wants to give us. He wants to save us from sin. Yes, he will take away this pandemic in his own good time, and at the hour of his choosing, though if enough of us pray and do penance, that hour will be advanced. But it is not so much a long, happy, and healthy life here below that our Lord wants to give us, but an unending life of true health and happiness with Him in heaven. In the Gospel, we have just heard the parable of the king who made a marriage feast for his son. And when the king came in to see the guests, he found one without a wedding garment. The fathers of the church tell us, as often as God tries his church, he goes into it to see the guests. We are living through such a time of trial. Will we be faithful? Or will we ignore the invitation, as did those in the parable who preferred their farms or merchandise, that is, who were attached to the things of this world or to worldly gain, instead of the invitation of God? Will we wear our wedding garments, that is, the robe of innocence and virtue, and sanctifying grace with which our souls were clothed in baptism? Or will we prefer the old man of vice and sin? To get to heaven, we need to become saints. And just as gold is tried and purified in the refiner's fire, so our Lord purifies us, he purifies his church through the sufferings and tribulations of this life. Now while life in this veil of tears is more often the nod of time of suffering, there are times, occasionally, when our Lord grants us some glorious victories as a foretaste of the glory of heaven. And today is the anniversary of one such victory. For it is on this day, the 11th October, in the year 431 AD, 
that the church in the Council of Ephesus put an end to the Nestorian heresy. Nestorius, the leader of this heresy, claimed that Christ was two persons, a human person and a divine person. And according to him, Our Lady would only have conceived and given birth to the human person and therefore cannot be called the Mother of God. This, of course, is false. The truth, as the Church proclaimed in the Council of Ephesus, is that Jesus Christ is one person, a divine person, but with two natures, the divine nature and the human nature, making him both truly true man and true God. But he is only one person, the second person of the Trinity. And our Blessed Mother, as any mother, conceived and gave birth not to a nature, but to a person. Her son is a divine person, and so she can truly be called the Mother of God. Theotokos, God-bearer, as the Council of Ephesus proclaimed. In the Divine Office, the Church hails our Blessed Mother with the words, You alone have crushed all heresies in the world. We should entrust ourselves to Our Lady's powerful intercession. If we do, she will lead us to the salvation of God where we will rejoice in in the presence of her divine Son and all the saints in the heavenly wedding feast that will never end. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.